Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Seriously Social podcast where we bring you behind the scenes of some of the world's largest companies and explore their social media strategy. My name is Keith and I'm the CEO of Socially In, a social media agency that works with medium-sized and large businesses. We help brands with social strategy, original content production, ad management, and more. Today we have a very special guest, Dwayne Waite. Dwayne is the Senior Marketing Associate at Shell Games. And for those of you who don't know, Shell Games is the largest full-service education and entertainment game development company in the United States. Some of their titles include Until You Fall and I Expect You to Die. Dwayne, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Keith, thank you so much for for having me. I'm uh, thrilled to be on Seriously Social, and I'm excited to talk about social media and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So I just want to kind of kick off our conversation by asking you about yourself. How did you get into the field of marketing? How long have you been doing it? How long have you been at Shell? Just a quick background of yourself. Okay, yeah. So I've been fortunate that I've been a part of the marketing industry since uh, high school. Uh, I studied marketing in, in high school in, in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm we're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania right now, so born and raised. Uh, we did, I did a bunch of marketing classes, organizations in high school, uh, move on to college, uh, went to Elon University, their love school of business, and there I really kind of found uh, how social media and how uh, communal consumption can really uh, spread information and create advocates and ambassadors for different brands and different uh, you know, thoughts and initiatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in 2007, I was a, uh, 2006, I was a sophomore uh, in, uh, at Elon and I wrote about the, the blogosphere and how uh, people were, were churning, you know, thousands of uh, blogs a year. And I thought that that was going to be a really big deal in terms wow. of citizen uh, uh, journalism. And so from there, uh, you know, uh, Facebook was introduced to, to colleges and uh, what in 2005, so we were already on yeah. it. Uh, Twitter came in 2006, or at least it came popular uh, there. So I was always part of uh, social media. And so from, from school, I jumped around to different agencies. I even had a, uh, a uh, integrated marketing uh, consultancy with one of my best friends for a couple of years. I taught marketing at, at a, a high school down in Charlotte, North Carolina and then moved up to Pittsburgh in 2016 where I joined Shell Games. And so when I I joined Shell Games, I initially joined uh, to help uh, create a more cohesive uh, social media marketing strategy because there was just one marketing person at at that time. And so I was employee number, I think 99 and joining uh, there, there were then two uh, marketing people. So we doubled the department in, nice. in 2016. And so uh, uh, just uh, cleared my four-year anniversary uh, at Shell Games. And now we're proud to say that we have five people in our marketing team uh, looking to uh, add more in the, the next couple of years. And yeah, they're now not just uh, social media is part, not part of my not just part of my responsibility, right. but I also lead 
the uh, influencer marketing uh, initiatives at Shell Games and helping out with marketing strategy uh, for all of our original games and how we position the company. Got it. Awesome. And I want to touch a little bit on that influencer marketing piece here in just a second. So I want to ask, what does your day-to-day -day look like? I imagine it's because it's a game company, an entertainment company, that coming into work every day is probably very fun. Can you talk a little bit about what your day-to-day -day consists of? And I'm sure it's not the same. It's never the same. So yeah. before uh, this whole you know pandemic of COVID-19 right. hit, uh, I was... My, my lead uh, activity was a trade show and events and showcasing, mm. uh, like you said, Until You Fall, our virtual reality sword fighting game. Uh, we were bouncing around uh, across the country. Uh, I was in uh, Seattle for PAX West. Uh, then I was in DreamHack uh, Austin in Texas for uh, uh, DreamHack Austin, or yeah, I think, yeah, DreamHack, uh, uh, DreamHack Anaheim, excuse me. Mm -hmm. I went down mm -hmm. from Seattle to Anaheim, then to uh, PAX East in Boston. So we were just just all, all, all over. over. And then, uh, you know, COVID-19 hit, and then boom, there's no stop. Or uh, there was a, no traveling. Yeah, right. So so from there, uh, from, from March on, we focused on some virtual events. Uh, we meet regularly with our community uh, marketing team uh, about you know, different bugs, different feedback. Uh, how do we continue to manage the community mm -hmm. now that we can't go out to avidly, you know, talk to them and show them the games? And mm -hmm. uh, then also uh, with digital social advertising, uh, I yeah. help with efforts. And so trying to figure out what right messaging uh, there is uh, for our educational games and our entertainment games, because sometimes right. pushing more entertainment Sometimes we're pushing more education uh, for, so your example for our day-to-day -day stuff right now, what's on top of mind is that our uh, virtual reality content creation tool, History Maker VR is uh, one of our main priorities. And so being able to tell people that they can be in a virtual reality environment at home and be able to uh, create virtual reality content with remote learning, with online learning, and still have it to be a uh, engaging a type of software that people can still enjoy learning and enjoy history while, while being at home is a delightful challenge for us right now. I love that. I love that. So I want to touch a little bit on the uh, titles themselves. So whenever you guys are launching a new title, how much uh, time do you and the marketing team, how much time do you guys have to really think about the strategy to push that specific title and then do you guys have social channels for each of your titles yeah that's a great point so we take a strategic view of what games get their own social media their own mm -hmm. channels and which ones do not for mm -hmm. example uh, our entertainment games tend to uh, get their own uh, social media channels so Got our it. Uh, virtual or sword fighting game until you fall uh, it has its uh oh first instagram for the studio so that's exciting oh nice uh, it's uh facebook it's twitter because twitter is still big in the the uh, gaming world and, and a, a reddit which is huge in the gaming mm -hmm. community uh, i expect you to die uh we started very early with its uh vert or it's uh social media handles. And so mm -hmm. we made sure that we've carried that since uh, 2016. 
But for our educational uh, ones, we really wanted to make sure that we don't only position the games of uh, you know, uh, History Maker VR, our lab practice game show, Huddle Lab Champions, that we positioned them through the studio. Because for uh, gamers on the entertainment sector, we've really found out that people care more about the titles and mm. less than the, the studio and the credibility. But mm -hmm. that's the complete opposite for our educational games where uh, they look at you know, our lab practice show, game show, they look at our history maker VRs, like, okay, well, who's making these? Are these mm -hmm. evidence-based? Did they test these? Or well, what's mm -hmm. their background on making educational games? Because we're selling to two different uh, demographics, right? right. So we're, we're looking at, for virtual reality, the 24 to 45 a uh, year old male or female who has discretionary or disposable income and that can uh, afford you know, VR equipment and is looking for something more e immersive in games versus mm -hmm. the educational where they're you know, still looking at how to approach uh, 21st century technology, how they can add that type of technology into the classrooms. So we really have to take a mm -hmm. step back to let them know, here's who we are we're credible. Here are the experiences we do. Mm -hmm. So that's how we approach our social media from entertainment to education, where the entertainment gets more of their individual handles, while the education is mostly corporate. Got it. No, that makes complete sense. And I'm, it actually got me curious. What do you guys do on the educational side to do your research? Do you have a team of researchers? Where's the data coming from? Like, what do you guys do? So like the history game, for example, Wait, how are you fact-finding? What's Can you maybe talk me a little bit through that process? Yeah, sure. So those efforts are uh, spearheaded by our uh, director of education. Uh, we have a, a specific person in our studio who spearheads those efforts. And Got it. with uh, History Maker and a lot of our other uh, experiences, uh, we've received uh, grants and funds through the U.S. Uh, Department of Education uh, through the uh, Institute of Educational Sciences and uh, uh, the Small Business uh, Innovation Research, the SBIR, we mm. get grants uh, through those. And we've been fortunate that uh, through our director's efforts, we've been able to get both phase one and phase two grants uh, for a lot of our experiences uh, for uh, education. And with those grants, they come with a research arm or research um, Got it. Right, yeah, real research, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, mandates. And so yeah. we find uh, research partners uh, to help us uh, conduct research in different you know, school and high school classrooms with teachers to, to make sure that it is evidence-based and it does, in fact, work. Got it, got it. Okay. So you mentioned that uh, a lot of y'all's entertainment side, the games that fall into the entertainment category, typically get their own social profiles. How are you guys judging success on those social profiles? Is it is it downloads? What is it? How, how do you guys measure success? Yeah, so we take a we try to take a holistic approach of it. Uh, we still, yeah, as everybody else does, we still uh, track the you know vanity metrics. Yeah, how many likes? How many mentions yeah. do we get? Uh, how many followers from time over time? And there's there is a value to that just to look at awareness how many people know about our experiences but then we try to take 
a, a deeper dive. So we use uh, some analytics platforms, you know, I mean, Google Analytics is free, and so you're yeah. able to uh, access those. So we look at uh, how people are engaging in our content. Uh, how long are people staying on our web pages whenever they come from uh, the, the different, you know, on, from Twitter, from Facebook. Mm. So based on, you know, the messages that are being sent there, and then we could use the, the content drill down to take a look at how yeah. they're uh, looking at our information. And then tying it to our store pages, uh, how often are they bouncing uh, from the website to the store page? And then, mm. like you said, how many of those then downloading the game or uh, at least wishlisting the game? Because a lot of mm. our games are okay. at when Steam and you know, wish listing is a uh, important function that we look at. Got it. I wouldn't have thought about the wish list, but that makes sense, uh, especially if it's on your wish list and then something like your birthday or Christmas rolls around. Exactly. Or sales. Uh, any game that goes on sales uh, yeah. into everybody's wish list. Yep. Got it. Got it. Okay. So I want to touch a little bit on the ad strategy. So does each title get its own ad budget? Do you guys think of it kind of as a one central ad budget and then you siphon it out? How does that look and who manages that budget? Yeah, so um, our uh, senior marketing director, uh, she uh, uh, allocates the different types of budgets per uh, game based on studio priority. And yep. uh, from there, we kind of look at each uh, game separately. So each, mm. uh, so not the, all of our original games doesn't, uh, isn't housed under one big umbrella in terms of here's all the ad money you know, for your original games, good luck. So we, we really try to uh, silo it based on Got it. Uh, the, the audience, uh, the, the top of mind, uh, the studio priority at the time, and then, you know, each game is, you know, gets a dedicated budget. Got it, got it. And uh, so I want to dive a little bit deeper into that for our listeners who might be in a similar situation where they have different products. I want to ask a technical question. So do you guys keep a separate ad account per game? So uh, to mitigate against the risk of getting banned, if one account gets banned and all of them get banned, are you running the ads through one central ad account? How's that structure look? Yeah, no, that's a good question. For, let's see, for Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, because of the whole uh, frequency uh, with Twitter, you have to do... Uh, a lot of tweets to stay on top mm -hmm. because you know Twitter's a very uh, for as small as it is in, in terms of social networks, it does get quite saturated. So yeah, uh, we do we do keep those uh, uh, advertising uh, budgets separate uh, per uh, or original game. Uh, for Google Ads, uh, we do a lot of uh, Google advertising, and that stays under the the corporate account and uh, each. Uh, game has different campaigns uh, associated with them, and uh, that that's been fine. Uh, the same for uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook okay. is uh, uh, per. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Facebook is similar to Twitter. That um, you know, each uh, game has its own uh, budget, uh, or each yeah campaign according to um, you know, their their page. So all of them uh, are are able to be different. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you. That was, that's helpful. Yeah. So you mentioned that you guys have a department of five people in marketing. 
uh, it seems like you guys are a big company for such a small marketing department. How are you guys managing everything? Is a person dedicated to content? Do you guys wear multiple hats? Maybe can you help me understand your team's dynamic? Yeah, so uh, we do a little bit of everything. Um, That's what I figured. So we have, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, one day, uh, so we have a, a community marketing specialist that's really uh, taking the lead in trying to figure out the whole uh, sentiment or different communities. Um, I take on a, a lot of, like I said, the trade show, the events, the influencer, and the digital uh, advertising. So uh, he and I converse a lot about, mm. you know, well, here's what's going on in the community. Here's what's top of mind. And then I can uh, use his information or his observations to uh, really hone in on the uh, advertising messaging. Uh, Got it. Along with the uh, creative for the advertising social media, uh, we have a uh, marketing coordinator and uh, she's fantastic in creating uh, the uh, the videos, the images that, mm. that just totally speak to to what we're we're looking for. And then Got we it. have a yeah our web ops uh manager who makes sure that the websites are working according to what we need uh, based on our campaigns uh mm -hmm. based on the landing pages yeah the the entrances and, and exits that we're looking for and the time being spent on site if there mm -hmm. are performance optimizations that that need to be done uh, he takes a forefront on that and then our uh, uh, senior director, you know, she you know, uh, sets the the strategy for everything that that needs to go on, and then uh, uh, she takes the the forefront of being our uh, public relations liaison to uh, the more external parties and and uh, some of the internal parties that need to uh, you know be reached out to. Okay, well, yeah, awesome, awesome. So last topic I want to talk about, influencer marketing. I know that's a part of your position there. Um, can you talk to me about what y'all's strategy around influencer marketing is and how do you find influencers? How are you vetting their audience? Um, are you paying them? What do they get in return? Maybe if you can just talk a little bit about um, those three topics. Yeah, so we have noticed that as a lot of other lifestyle and uh, tech companies have figured out that you know, with you know uh, generation uh, Z and generation uh, Y you know, our millennials that we uh, need to look at more than just our uh, traditional media and advertising and mm. we came to take a look at how uh, content creators on YouTube uh, Twitch, uh, Facebook, that they uh, are playing different games. And not only do people or the consumers like to watch the type of games that they're playing, but they uh, project a bit of, well, if so-and-so you know, likes that game and mm -hmm. I like them, I might like that, that game. And so uh, for, for us marketers, I was like, okay, well, if we want them to play our game, we need that content creator to know about our game. And so uh, we have invested in a uh, influencer marketing platform uh, that can uh, curate uh, content creators from, uh, uh, what's it called, from YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, mm, okay. uh, 
uh, Twitch and, and, and Twitter. And so we use different uh, keywords, lookalikes to try to uh, get a good list of content creators to reach out to uh, and to have them uh, play, play our games. Interesting. So, uh, Do you uh, mind sharing that tool and you don't have to? Oh, yeah. Uh, we use Grin. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've been a big fan of them. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm familiar with Grin. They're a great company. Um, okay. And then last question. I want to ask you uh, personally, where do you spend most of your time? Are you a TikTok guy? I know where you were, you're on LinkedIn because that's how we connected. Where do you spend most of your time? Man, yeah, I'm... I'm a big fan of uh, LinkedIn because I'm a nerd, and so I can uh, you know, search tags of marketing, consumer behavior, and insights, and you know, behavioral economics, and see what people are you know, talking about and uh, what's top of mind for different people. Um, I also, I occasionally uh, go down the rabbit hole of TikTok, uh, just because Same. some of the information is just, it's, like some of the creators are amazing. You know, and, you know, you just figure, like, with 20, 30 seconds, like, how long does it take you to do these things? Oh, and yeah. So, um, yeah, and then what I like, uh, and I think it goes back to my background in uh, consumer behavior, about I, I love finding uh, niche apps uh, mm -hmm. that kind of create a, a tribe-like mentality uh, so, for example, uh, Nike Plus. Uh, mm. I'm not personally on Nike Plus, but I think that the the way that they can uh, curate people based on a brand and what they offer, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I agree. I run uh, same thing. Uh, Strava, uh, same thing. Um, I, I remember talking to somebody. It's like, oh no, like I, I use all. I put all of my, you know, I'm a runner and a whole fitness addict and. Uh, I put all my runs on Strava and they were like, Oh, Strava. Oh, you must be serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, I am serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's up? You know? So, so you like, you build that cred and it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's fun because if you find somebody else in Strava, you're like, Oh, they're serious too. You know? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I like now I'm with you on the, uh, I, I like the apps that build kind of this community environment also. Yeah. One of the things that I'll tend to do um, is go to the app store every now and then and just look at the top 100 free apps. And every now and then you come across something and you're like, oh, what is this? And then, you know, it's a brand new app that you never even heard of. I, I totally do that too. Uh, that's why I, I downloaded Triller. I was like, what the heck is this Triller? I was going to say thing? that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Dwayne, thank you so much for your time. This was a great podcast. I'm sure our listeners got a lot of value from it especially because you're in a space where uh, we haven't had uh, an entertainment company come on. So thank you so much for your time.